Hey, this is Andre Butler, pastor of Faith Experience Church. You're listening to the Faith Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this message helps you engage your faith and experience the future God has for you. Amen. Amen. So happy Mother's Day. And I promise I'm going to try not to get emotional, but I do have just a small tribute that I want to read to the moms before I get started. Happy Mother's Day. A mother has strengths that amaze others. She can handle trouble and carry heavy burdens. She smiles when she feels like screaming. She sings when she feels like crying. She cries when she's happy. She laughs when she's afraid. Her love is unconditional. There's only thing wrong with her. At times, mothers forget their worth. Moms, you are beautiful. You are phenomenal, influential, and powerful. Don't let anyone or anything tell you different. Because God called you and gave you the opportunity to speak life into the nations. Because of you, you are the ones that birthed those children forth. That's an honor. That's a privilege. That's a sacrifice. And because of that, your worth is more precious than rubies, than the gems on this earth. So don't allow anybody to take that from you. I want you to be encouraged today that you are valuable. Don't, I know you get stressed out and you go and do about taking care of the things of your families, but you are important. You are more than enough. Amen. Amen. I'm just grateful. And I told you guys, I think one of the best things about my life is being a mom. Um, it is so rewarding to be able to watch them grow from being babies and infants to now adults. And to see the, the seed that you planted and the prayers that you planted in their hearts and in their life come to fruition, right? But as parents, we have a great opportunity also to impact our world. But how we raise our children, no matter if we're just starting on this journey or if we have adult children, there's still time. There's still time for us to make an impact, to influence and speak into their lives and to pray over them every single day. Amen that he gave us the opportunity to invest in their purpose. And that's really what I want to talk about today, is that through time, instilling wisdom, guidance, instruction, prayer, we will impact the world. Amen? But I will caution you with one thing. Be very sensitive that as we are raising our children, that as we are instilling wisdom into them, that we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the design that he has for their life. Sometimes we get a vision and a picture in our hearts and in our minds of what our children should look like, what they should be like, how they should be raised, how they should act. But God has a plan and a purpose for their lives. And so we shouldn't try to infuse or inflict our ideals and our vision on theirs. Whatever it is God planned for their life, they will win. Whatever it is God purposed for them to do, they will be successful. It doesn't matter what the world may say or what they may think, but there was a specific purpose, a specific plan that God made for them. As I was meditating all week and even before when Pastor first asked me about it, you know, I said, Lord, what is a Mother's Day message? You know, really it's about parenting and really it's about not just to the women I want to encourage the women but I want all parents to know 
that you play a vital part in the development of your children. Whether you're a mom, a dad, a godmother, an aunt, an adopted parent, you have influence into their purpose. Amen? So, I got to go to the Bible. <laughs> Let's go to Jeremiah, the first chapter, 4 through 5. One person in the Bible that God called at a very young age was Jeremiah. He was called to prophesy to the nations. He didn't feel like he was equipped to do this. He didn't feel like he was capable of doing this, but God had a different plan for his life. Amen. I want you to say this for me. I was created on purpose for a plan. I am not a mistake. Let's look at Jeremiah, the first chapter, verse 4 four through 5 in the uh, New Living Translation. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was called to prophetic ministry at a very young age, as I mentioned. The book of Jeremiah provides a clear glimpse into the new covenant of God. He really wanted the people to know and to understand. And, you know, part of the the book of Jeremiah was, it was all, it was prophecies into the future. But he used a a young person in their 20s to do this. One thing that, you know, we try to limit ourselves in, oh, I'm too young to do this. I'm too old to do this. God didn't define your purpose by a limited space and time. You have an opportunity to fulfill your destiny if you're 70 years old. If you're 20 years old, 10 years old, you have a plan and a purpose for your life, and God wants you to fulfill that destiny. And so for Jeremiah, he, he called him to be a prophet, and he wanted him to teach the people about fostering that relationship, not just in, in form and fashion, but that Jesus, Jesus was coming. He was foretelling the story of Jesus and the new covenant that was to come. Amen? So God has had a tremendous plan for him, and he told him that he gave it to him when he was created in the womb. We were designed after God's fashion when we were in the womb. Even before we were born, we, were, we had a plan. So think back to your youngest memory. Just take a quick minute and think back to your youngest memory. Something that really made you excited about life. You would get up in the morning and you would run off to do that thing. You know, sometimes when you ask young kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? And they may, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. And then as time goes on, things change in their life, which influences that thing that they said they want to do. But why is that? Why is that? Why do the children change? Why do we change from what was put in us at a very young age? So think about that thing. What is something that you wanted to do when you were younger? I, um, <laughs> my sister and I played with baby dolls till we were pretty old. <laughs> and I would do their hair. You know, I was just We'd do their hair, roll it and curl it and all this stuff. And so I, 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 back then, as I was remember, I was like, I wanted to be a hairstylist. I wanted to own a beauty shop. And for some reason, over time, 
that desire fade away. But in the back of my spirit, it always just keeps just nudging at me. What is preventing you from doing that? Well, Lord, I'm not skilled. I didn't go to beauty college. I didn't go get my certification. I didn't go um, become a hairstylist. And then he'll tell me, well, what, what difference does that make? You are your business owner. You know how to, you can run a business. What difference does it make if this is something that I put in you from the beginning? Amen. So don't limit God in terms of what your education may or may not be, what your finances may, may or may not be, God has a plan for your life. Amen? Amen. I want you to just re- say that. God has a plan for my life. So think about that thing that was nudging you from when you were a child. What's standing in your way? As you think about that now, what can help you steer along that path? towards your destiny. Sometimes what stands in our way is excuses. We make excuses. We always come up with a different way, a different path. No, Lord, it's not my time to do that. I'm going to go do this right now. But let's think about what he told you to do and that that is the perfect way. Amen? Let's go back to Jeremiah. uh, Verse 4, verse 1, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. I, the Lord, have spoken. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of the opinions of others. We don't have to. God didn't call them to do that thing. He called you. Amen. You are more than enough. He wouldn't call you to something that he doesn't also equip you to do. God has got your back, and you don't have to figure it out. Sit back, ask God for the plan, and he will tell you. It may be a snippet, because sometimes if we get the whole story, we'll mess it up. But he, it may be in snippets, but write it down. Get yourself a journal and write down the plan that God had for you. Help him to re, just to re-energize that vision and help you to discover your purpose again. Amen? Jeremiah had excuses. Let's eliminate ours. We don't have to have excuses in terms of what we're doing. We got a, we got a God that is more than enough, and he has got our back. We were created as his masterpiece. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Let's make that plan today to get back to the things that we love. Amen. Go back to that time of innocence when you knew no limits and allow God to help you to get there. One of the challenges also for today is that many of us are pursuing a a purpose that is not our own. We look on Instagram and Facebook, and people, you know, they're doing the keto diet. That's from the devil. (laughs) Because it don't work for me. It worked for my daughter. It don't work for me. But we, they got all these products and things, and you're like, okay, today I'm I'm about to go create me a a keto diet. I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to create me a meal plan and service because that's what I think I'm supposed to do. 
because you saw somebody else doing it and it was working for them. But God didn't call me to create a keto diet. He didn't. He told me to eat some fruits and vegetables and go work out. Amen. <laughs> but eating all that sugar. But we have it, we go and we labor after things that are not ours. And so when we do that, we get exhausted. We're tired, we're, we're disappointed, we're discouraged because we're doing something that's not our, the plan of God for our life. When you are walking in the plan and the destiny and the purpose that God called for you, you are excited. You get up in the morning and you like, you know what? I'm ready to go to work. Most of us. <laughs> and if you're not, you need to check in and find out why. Why are you not excited to go to work? Are you walking in your destiny right now? Because God promised us a life of of just fruitfulness and excitement. So if you're walking around and having to get up and go to work like, do I have to go to work today? Let me look at my calendar and see. Can I cancel that meeting right now? Because I I just don't feel like going today. Check in and make an adjustment. Because it's time for you to fulfill your purpose and your destiny. Amen. I'm going to get back to being parenting a little bit. As we are fulfilling our destiny, we're being an example to our children. So if they see us laboring and exhausted and not doing the purpose that we have for our life, what's going to motivate them to do the same? They're going to walk around dry and miserable from doing their purpose as well. So we have to be an example. If our children don't see us actively chasing the goals and plans God has for our lives, how can we guide them to do the same? Our responsibilities as parents is to lead our children along a path towards purpose. There's a dying world out there waiting on us to fulfill our destiny. I found this thing on Instagram. I do get out there periodically. I don't post. I I stalk. I, I call myself being on social media, but it was really the look. But it's, I, told, I found this two years ago, and I was scrolling through some photos, and I thought it was appropriate for today. But it says, the longer you operate outside of purpose, the longer something or someone is going without the thing you were created to do. So if you're not discovering your purpose, discovering your why, helping your children to do the same, somebody, something is out there lacking. There are some people out there struggling because we are not functioning in what we're supposed to do. I, I talk to a lot of different hairstylists, and, you know, this has just been on me, so I'm going to keep using that. And, you know, they, it's, it's a good business. And they struggle with the business owners and the people that they're renting their salon space from. And I'm like, oh, I could do this and this and this. But Kenya, you haven't done it. (laughs) You haven't done it. And God keeps nudging me about that thing. And I'm telling you this so you can all hold me accountable. When you see me out there with the kids, ask me, have you taken a step towards that purpose that God told you to do? Amen? We do need to have people to hold us accountable. There's people out there waiting on me to open up that business so that they can have a good boss. (laughs) 
So let's, you know, stop wasting time doing the things that we're not supposed to do and being miserable at it. Another, you know, just little tidbit I want to share with you is as you are building kingdom kids and uh, developing children in their purpose, you may have to invest a little time and resources in them. That it's not, it don't just come by happenstance. It is a lot of work. And I'm sure many of you are, I see you shaking your head. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of toil. It's a lot of prayer and being on your knees and, and not being worried. But, Lord, what are you going to do with them? Whether they're babies or adults, you, you don't let them go. You, you pray and toil for them because you want them to see greatness in their life. And that investment is in time and it's in prayer, but also in resources. When you start to absorb your children and see the gifts and the calls that are in their life, invest in that. You know, I know this is a society where we tend to overschedule and overcommit and you have your children in this sport and that sport and piano and violin and cello and all this stuff. And they get exhausted and tired, and you're exhausted and tired, and you're doing all this thing, thinking they're about to be the next LeBron James in the AAU League, and they're not. And it's okay to encourage them in that. Keep them occupied, keep them busy, but really observe what is their gift. So, here's my time for my children. But first, we're going to go to... Proverbs 22.6. In the Amplified Version, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and in keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I know we use that scripture a lot. Train up a child in the way he should go. When, he, when he's old, he will not depart. And meaning, you know, we invest it in their spirit and praying, and they're not going to be sinners and all that stuff. But it's, it, it, and we can use it for that, but it's also that we train them in their individual gifts. Because each one of them is individual. They're not the same. And I, now I'm about to embarrass my kids. So, I have a picture. <laughs> They're up here, oh Lord. My babies. Where were the baby pictures? I had some baby pictures, but these are my children. Both of them are very driven individuals, but they are complete opposites in their motivations and gifts. They're both analytical and creative, but the way they demonstrate them are very different. Very different. When they were growing up, you know, they got involved and interested in sports, and that's why I kind of use that as an example because we invested in AAU basketball for my daughter. She was going to be in the WNBA. We just knew it. At probably at about four years old, she was four feet tall, pretty stocky, and we was like, put a basketball in her hand. She's going to be in the WNBA. So we did it. We scheduled her. We were in all these different leagues, all these different tournaments, all over the country for her to play basketball. She is more a team sport girl. My son, on the other hand, he is a tennis player. We did try him in basketball, and he did good. But he had zero interest in it. It was torture for him. 
It was torture. <laughs> he is an individual contributor. Karate, tennis, things where he could do on his own. Both creative, both intense and competitive, but they do it their way. How do you think they would feel if we forced them to do the other? They would, be, they would have been miserable, which would have made us miserable. If we had taken my son, and he did have to go on the AAO tournaments because he was young, but, but if we were taking him all over the world to play basketball and he had zero interest in it, it would have been torture. He wouldn't have been good. He would have probably been upset and crying about it. And it would have been unfruitful. So why do we do that to our children? We need to invest our time and our resources, watch and observe what they're bent. What is their individual gifts? What do they turn towards? What do they go towards? My um, daughter always jokes. I told you she was four, probably about four feet tall. We had her in ballet. (laughs) And, you know, we're at the recital and we're watching her with these little kids. You know, they're four, they're little. And she, and she was like, I want to be a dancer. I want to be a dancer. And we looked and said, oh, no, that's, that's not going to work. We, we, we recognize that you are not going to be a dancer. But to this day, and maybe we need to repent, she brings it up that she could have been an accomplished ballerina, but we squashed her dreams. But we observed and we knew that wasn't it. My son, on the other hand, he is attending DePaul University. With a, he's pursuing a degree in film and television production. There are many people. Thank you. We're so proud. We're so proud. There are many people who have come up to us and was like, "I wouldn't pay for that." DePaul University, a private school, out of state, film and television production. I wouldn't pay for that. We saw at a very young age what his bent was. My son and his friends decided they were up at Black Lake for a little camping trip. They were going to make a a movie trailer about eight or ten years old. Made a movie trailer. It looked very scary. They was blowing up baby dolls (laughs) and everything. I was, I was like, baby dolls, you know, that's my thing. I, I, baby dolls is my thing. You blowing them up? And plus, where was the parents? Why would you send stuff on fire? <laughs> but he made this film, the, the little trailer, at that young age. He sat in his room through middle school doing stuff on that MacBook computer and changing American Horror Story the way it was flowing and the music behind it. Why wouldn't we invest in that? That's something that he loves. That's something that he is designed to do. So we are investing in that. We are pushing him towards this. He is going to be the next director, producer, production company owner. That's going to be gay. We're so into it. Y'all might think we're crazy. But when we go to the movies, we sit and wait till all the credits are done because we're going to see his name up there. 
whether it's a key grip or whatever that stuff is, we be like, Gabe, Gabe Bullock. We sit there and we wait because I believe that's his destiny. And we're investing in that for him. So I want to encourage you. Don't discourage your kids in the things that you see and you notice and acknowledge that they're interested in. They may go on a different path. He, he won't, he may, who knows if he'll be the next Tyler Perry that way. But he is going to be successful. We don't have to put them in a box in terms of what their plan is going to be. God has a purpose. How many of you are operating today? You love getting up, going to work. You're operating your purpose. Let me see your hand. That's so fantastic. I'm so grateful for that. Because you are successful. You are happy. I'm sure you're elated and excited about getting up in your day. In your day. But there are many of you that I know are frustrated with your days. You're kind of sitting back and questioning, what am I supposed to do? What's next for me? I want you to be reminded that you were created for a purpose. Say, I was created for a purpose. You don't have to compare yourself to someone else. You have a plan on your own. Who cares about the opinion of others? Just like what I just shared about my son. He is going to be fantastic. My daughter, too. I'm not discounting what you do. <laughs> but we're, they're going to be successful. I enjoy what I'm doing right now in my career. But I know I've got to step out and do this other thing that God has called me to do. It's going to be hard work. And I can't be afraid of the faces of the people that may say, how does she step, why does she step away from this into this? It's okay, because I don't have to. I had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. So I don't have to compare myself to other people. You don't have to compare your, your journey and your destiny to other people. It's yours. It's your own. Romans 12, 2 and 2, and I'm running out of time, so I'm going to read it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We also know that we've all been called individually as members of the body of Christ, but we each have a different purpose and a goal and objective and an assignment. And 1 Corinthians 12, 27 talks about that. How many of you are tired of laboring outside of your calling? We are, and we're going to take some time and pray about that. I had another little thing from Instagram. It's, it's, you know, I sometimes see these little signs, and it's a sign from God. And it said, how are you tired when you're not even doing what I told you to do? Sign God. It's different if you're laboring in the thing God told you to do. It's more exhausting when you're doing something he didn't. Let's get on that path to doing the thing that God called you to do, the thing that he gave you to purpose in your heart to do. God designed you the way that you are. He had a plan and a purpose in you and your children from the beginning. 
I'm going to skip the next verse scripture, but I want to just remind you that the devil only has one plan and one plan only. That's to knock you off your square. His only focus is to get you off focus and onto the wrong things so that he can destroy you. But his plans will not work. You were distinctly designed for what God called you to do. The thief's purpose in John 10 and 10 says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's what he called for you. So be confident in your call that's on your life. I um, wanted to show this clip from The Lion King. I'm going to talk it through a little bit because I couldn't put my clip up. But Simba, if you remember, was the little baby lion. And he used to prance around like he was the king. He knew that his destiny in the end, he was going to be the king. He would be disobedient and doing all kinds of mayhem and the stuff that he knew he shouldn't have been doing. So one day he and his friends go into this cave and he gets cornered by some hyenas. And so he's like, okay, well, they're going to come up on me. I know what to do. I'm going to roar, right? So he roared. I'm not going to pretend because I'm not. He roars, this little weak roar, and they start laughing at him. So he looked. Well, I'm, I'm the lion. I'm, a, I'm about to be king. How are they laughing at me? He roars again, and they laugh at him because he's stepping ahead of his purpose, right? You didn't been the disobedient. You didn't stepped over here. Your dad told you not to do this, but you're doing it anyway, and now you're in a corner. He roars again, and who comes? Mustafa. With a big roar. Guess who's coming to rescue you? Jesus. With a big roar. So that if you have stepped outside of your purpose, if you have stepped outside of the plan of God that's on your life, your daddy, your big daddy is coming to rescue you. You were created for a purpose on purpose. He's coming to rescue you. One last scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He's always, he'll always be there to help you come through it. He is your daddy. He is your father. He is that lion. I had a little picture. I don't know why I keep having my pictures. He is your daddy. Amen? You may feel small right now, but standing right beside you, standing right next to you, all what's within you is a lion. I want you to walk out in your purpose. Discover your purpose. Help your children discover their purpose because that will bring you victory. That will bring you a satisfying and enriching life. But you know what? You don't have to do it alone. Because Jesus, our Father, is right there with us. God's will is pleasing and perfect.
The call of God is irrevocable, is irreplaceable. You, you can't shake it. I'm going to open a beauty salon someday. Amen? Because it's irrevocable. A lot of us have talked ourselves out of our calling, and I want to talk you back into it. Get back into it. Get yourself a journal. Ask God those questions. What were you just excited about at that young age? Because you put it in me at that time. When you formed me, you had a vision. And so what was that vision? I want you to get a revelation of that and walk it out. Stop running from it. Stop running from your purpose. Help your children to pursue it. Stop disqualifying yourself because you are a lion and God has got your back. You are destined for greatness, and I want you to remember your worth. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Experience podcast. Remember, God has a future for you.